The show's about to start. Are you ready? going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of Day nation if you guys did not make it to the bengal gym Bengals pub crawl on saturday you missed a great time i got some pictures here in a minute i'll uh, share how much fun it was now if you found the show do me a favor Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm over a thousand. I'm at 1,030 something subscribers to my YouTube channel. I appreciate you guys. That is awesome. The channel's blowing up. My podcast is starting to blow up. I mean, I'm getting 13 to 14 people listening to my podcast every day, which is great. So that's way more than it used to be. So I appreciate all of you guys. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Like I said, we had Bengal Gems Pub Crawl on Saturday. It was rainy. It was a little chilly, but it was a lot of fun. So I got a couple pictures here, and this one, I just it's just funny of me and Jim. I think it's yeah. We were walking the streets. We were singing. We were having a good time. And, yeah, I snapped that picture, so <laughs> I had to share that one. Here we are at the Madonna's toward the end. Had a great time there. This is on top of uh, one of the roof bars there in Cincinnati. I, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head, but that was a great view. We couldn't be up there for the whole bar, you know, for the bar. We got to go up there just to have fun. This is us at Smoke Justice. Dell right there in the bottom right-hand corner. He's the reason that we had this. My plate of nachos that I had at... The Holy Grail. No, I didn't eat every single one of them, but I ate a lot of them. And there's some more people we hung out with at the Holy Grail. It was a great time. Me and Tony the Tiger. He was all painted up, ready to go, ready for war. It was an absolute blast. Now, hopefully we will do that again. I think Bengal Jim might do another one. I know I would like to do one on the west side here. 
hopefully sometime this summer i will let you know if we work that out now all right let's get to our guest today he's none other than james what's going on brother what's up man how you doing Oh, just just having fun here doing my uh, YouTube channel, talking about the uh, Bengal Gym pub crawl we had on Saturday. That was a blast. Heck yeah, it looked fun. I saw a bunch of photos from him, obviously the ones you just showed there. So uh, <laughs> good. I'm glad you guys overcame the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little rainy, but it was it was all right. So uh, this is like Christmas week for me, dude. I mean, I'm probably for you too. We've been talking draft this, draft that. We were on. Zim and Chase's, uh, Zim and Ace's uh, show, Orange is the New Chase, uh, I see block. what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm working on it. <laughs> Zim and Ace's Orange is the New Black podcast for uh, Civil War. You and me were Team Chase. Still Team mm-hmm. Chase. But got a question for you. And I kind of put this on a little teaser out there on Twitter and on the YouTube or on my uh, Facebook page. The Atlanta Falcons are saying that they might be interested in trading Julio Jones. You're always smiling. <laughs> yeah. But, but – I'm not saying do this. I still want G- T- I still want Chase. I want him to stay the same. But is it tempting for the Bengals to maybe offer them a second round pick or a third round pick and have Julio Jones and then you go draft Sewell? I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? It's it's tempting if we go through the draft Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the Bengals haven't addressed wide receiver. Right. So you and I both feel like they're taking Chase yes. despite mm-hmm. – what some have said, it does feel like it's really close. And so I could see it going the other way. So let's just play out the Sewell scenario. If okay. they take Sewell five, one of the reasons why I'm team chase is because they're not getting this dynamic outside wide receiver in round two. A lot of people right. say Diami Brown. I don't think Diami Brown is worth a 38th pick. I think there's going to be an edge rusher there or another offensive lineman that's much higher on the Bengals board. And so right. they'll probably stick to their board. Round three, round four, maybe those go by. And guess what? They don't have that wide receiver position shored up. So in that scenario, and the one thing that I'll mention as far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned, they're not trading Julio Jones until after June 1st. So that's that's another thing. We're talking about picks next year. Yes. If we get to that and we're talking about, you know, odd and Tate and, you know, a fourth fourth round wide receiver and, and something like that, battling it out for that outside spot, do I consider Julio Jones? Yeah, maybe then. But the thing is, the Bengals on Thursday night can take the next Julio Jones, the right. next physical freak, the mm-hmm. next guy that is an amazing blocker and no one seems to talk about that, is so damn strong that he's thrown around NFL cornerbacks in the SEC, another in one the SEC, that yes. you'll see. Yeah, Patrick mm-hmm. Sertain is mm-hmm. just the next one that mm-hmm. he uh, – he messed around with and beat up while they played each other. And, and I say beat up, you know what I mean there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's why I'm chase as much as anything. And I know there's been a lot of opinions on it, but it's because if you don't take him at five and Zach Taylor said this today, mm-hmm. there aren't, there's a specific type of receiver they need and chase is it. And mm-hmm. if they don't do it at five, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it in this draft. And if they do, it's, kind of them getting lucky i think they can address offensive line with other spots but to answer your question julio jones probably no yeah ask me on sunday after the draft because if they haven't taken (laughs) chase if they haven't addressed receiver then yeah then then i'm open to it because damn it i need to i need to make sure joe burrow has some weapons man if they don't uh, address the wide receiver or or the tackle spot or i won't say tackle for guard spot 
in this draft, I'll be absolutely shocked <laughs> the, the way sure. this, this is set up. But listening to, to Zach Taylor's press conference today, I know he doesn't give us anything. <laughs> but I don't know what you think. But to me, from the stuff he said, I I think I think they're chase. I mean, I, I think that's what they want because I, like I, they want to do the LSU offense. They want to spread them out. And that's the thing, too, is you don't have to have a – you don't have to have uh, Pinel Sewell's all five offensive linemen. You know, you just have have to have guys that are good, no weak spot. And it doesn't matter how good they are. That pass rush in the NFL, you what what are they holding for? Three seconds, five seconds at the most? Three seconds. Yeah. Three yeah, seconds would be great. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, that's an average. So if you spread them out with a average offensive line and you got Chase who can take the top off and Joe can read it quick. I mean, it's not like Joe can't read defense. We know he can because he mm-hmm. was getting the ball out fast last year with that offensive line. Just think he's he's got an improved line already. And you get chased, dude. I'm telling you, we I I think it's gonna be a very, very fun season for the Cincinnati Bengals with Chase and Higgins and Boyd. And I'm not to I'm not saying this is gonna be a, a great a, a surprise. Maybe it will be, but Thaddeus Moss could be something. Because mm-hmm. he did announce his number as the new numbers, you know, for the the, the team. And I mean yeah. if he's just a guy you pick up, you don't put his name up there with the free agents you signed. So I don't know. That that was a a big, a big uh, statement there. So, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Look, if I'm Zach Taylor, I want Jamar Chase. Yes, because I can find. Here's the thing: it's Penny Sewell's ceiling's extremely high. Yeah, he also took a year off, and I think the learning curve for an offensive lineman is just higher for a rookie. That's why I was kicking and screaming and yelling about free agency and adding multiple free agents in the trenches. So we're not at this point where you're talking about Riley Reef starting and. You haven't really added any other starters. Now, the Bengals feel good about the Quentin Spain-Xavier Suofilo duo, and uh, one of those guys will probably be one of your starting guards. So right. there you go. That's what they would probably say to me for saying that. Now, with, with, with that being said, if I'm Zach Taylor, the reason I'm in on Chase is because I think it's instant impact. It's yes. instant, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, Marlon Humphrey has to, to pay attention to Jamar Chase because mm-hmm. otherwise he's going to make him pay. Mm-hmm. And I can find what Sewell's going to bring as a rookie – elsewhere i can find that in round two or round three maybe even round four if you're just talking about playing him at guard now right. will those guys have the ceiling that penny sewell has no but guess what they're not finding another receiver with the ceiling that jamar chase has either there's a right. reason i said the next julio jones and that might be a little optimistic extremely optimistic julio jones is a borderline hall of famer right but that's the type of skill level we're talking about here with exactly. a guy like jamar chase we're, we're not just saying at least i'm not just saying take the receiver because he's a receiver Hell no. I'm not saying that. No. You know, there there are right. only really three guys in this draft, I think, mm-hmm. uh, worthy of a, a top 10 pick from a, a receiver standpoint. I think Lotta would make some sense. Smith, mm-hmm. you could argue, maybe a Bateman. But to me, Chase is above all of those guys. Yep. And, and that's why you consider him at number five. Yeah, to me, as far as uh, game changer goes, Chase is it. I mean, uh, now I'll mm-hmm. give you Waddle. I think Waddle is going to be a lot better than people – people think right now because last year he was injured it was a messed up year so i think he's going to drop but i think uh people whoever drafts him is going to get a really good player but chase in the the offense the lsu offense was unbelievable and that's one thing that zach said in his press conference today too is that lsu players convert easily to or project easily to nfl teams because they run a pro style offense and if you've got chase and you got moss and you got joe burrow who those three were part of one of the greatest college offenses ever. If we can get mm-hmm. just a piece of that in, in here, it's going to be awesome because 
That's the other thing. Zim said this on my show last week, and he brought up, I thought, a really good point. The Steelers, excuse me, Squealers, the Clowns, all these guys want us to draft Sewell because they want Miles Garrett to go against a rookie. They want their big edge rushers to go against a rookie. They don't want us to go get a guy who can open the top off defense because if it works, they're not going to get to Joe Burrow fast enough before we, we go deep on them. So I think they're more nervous about that because if you remember when we had uh, Chad and we had uh, TJ and we had Chris Henry, if Palmer doesn't get hurt in that playoffs, we're winning that playoff game. They couldn't stop them, and that, they couldn't stop them all year. And I think we have a very good chance of having that exact same thing moving forward with Chase, Higgins, Boyd, oh my. That trio, the current trio, if they mm-hmm. did draft Chase, this is going to be a take. Brace yourself. Get ready. Could be better than the trio you just mentioned. Woo! And I think and I, I think Chad Johnson is the best receiver in Bengals history. He's mm-hmm. the reason most of your watchers and, and my followers and watchers, uh, why they're Bengals fans, right? right? If you're yeah. 32 and under, 34 and under, yeah. you probably became a Bengals fan because of Chad Johnson. Can't stop being five. <laughs> and, and so that's not a knock on him or TJ or Higgins. But to me, Higgins – from a football standpoint, is going to be more consistent than Chris Henry. To me, Tyler Boyd can give you everything TJ Hushmanzada gave you. Mm-hmm. And when I look at Jamar Chase and how he translates to the AFC North, this dude is physical. Like I said, he's going to block you. He's going to hit you. He's going to win downfield. He's going to outmuscle you. So he's a great fit for the AFC North. And Chad, at times, in Pittsburgh, right, at times, mm-hmm. on the road in the North, guess what? They would double him. Mm-hmm. And it would just it, it would be hard for him to make that impact. Jamar Chase will make that damn impact blocking for yeah. Joe Mixon if he needs to. That's just that's it. So right. am I saying that Chase is going to be better than Chat? No, I'm not going to say that. But as a trio, I think mm-hmm. the pieces fit great. And with Burrow at the helm, I, I certainly think that ceiling is extremely high. So I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, I mean, honestly, T. Higgins it, it can develop into a one. Chase can d- develop into a one. So you could actually have a one and one A, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, didn't Zach say something about this in his press conference? Or I think, or if I remember right, somebody that he doesn't actually in his office have a one, number one wide receiver, or number two. It's all, it's, you know, it's he, one. He did one say a. that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said that where, you know, they're not given numbers. And that's, that's the thing here is what they're looking for is a specific type of player. They have right. a slot receiver who's one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. They have a, a Z yep. uh, in, in T. Higgins who, yeah, he's going to win downfield some, and maybe he does end up developing into a one. But they need a guy who can consistently win downfield. And something Zach said today, win with the game on the line. Yes. And g- guess what Jamar Chase did in the national championship game when Clemson mm-hmm. punched LSU in the mouth, mm-hmm. and they were hitting Joe Burrow like crazy, and it felt like Trevor Lawrence was going to stay undefeated. Jamar Chase rose up and so did Burrow. They mm-hmm. adjusted and they rolled the Tigers. I mean, the, the Clemson Tigers, by the way. Yes, so yes. that's uh, that, that's exactly what happened. So I, I think that, that it does fit the description. Now, would I be completely floored and shocked if it's the other way and they end up taking Sewell? No, nope. because I, I do think it's close. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think Chase is a better prospect, but I do think it's close. And I think it's probably close at Paul Brown Stadium as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Zach, I, I think he said it kind of tongue-in-cheek that, you know, well, we'll, we'll make a decision. We got all up to Thursday. He's not going to tell us who they're going to draft. I mean, he, he was trying to act like they weren't going to draft Joe freaking Burrow last year. We all knew they were going to draft Joe Burrow last year. So, I'm like, come on. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I do think it is a debate. I mean, I honestly do think it's still a debate in there of, you know, you have these guys on this, or Team Sewell and Team Chase. And to be honest, I mean, if 
they take Sewell, I'm not going to be upset. I mean, it, it's it's fine. I, it, it's you're going to get like Zach said the press conference. They they're going to get a a, a premier player at five, no matter uh, my my opinion, no matter if you get Sewell or you get Chase. He's going to be a premier mm-hmm. guy, and Zach said the pre- press conference that he expects them to start right away. So that's that's the thing where wherever we go, we're going to get an impact player. It just depends on what part of the field you wanted to impact it on. If you believe, like you and me do, that we can get a similar impact from alignment in the second round as we can with Sewell in the first round, and, but the big the bigger impact is going to be Chase, is our opinion. That's mm-hmm. that. I, then that's the way they're going to go. If it's the Bengals field, they're all the way, and they just want to lock you know the wall down and don't have any chance of letting Joe Burrow getting hurt again. Then they're going to go Sewell. So I, I can see where they're still kind of debating it a little bit, and also it just depends. I mean, who knows? Maybe Atlanta will take Chase. I, I have. I would be kind of surprised with that. If, if they do that, then we're, we're going to take Sewell. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. Um... Pitts there if they don't take a quarterback. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you could take Chase. I wouldn't blame him. Hell, I just said all these these nice things about Chase. If I'm Atlanta, sure, you consider it. Absolutely. Um, as far as this offense, to me, you're right. You can't go wrong with five. Sewell, Chase, Pitts, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. But the path to doing both, and what I mean by doing both, is not only protecting Joe Burrow, because that should be the bare minimum honestly, right. for this offseason. And in this draft where it's a heavy offensive line draft, that's the bare minimum. That's not my my standard for the Bengals. My expectation is higher than that. Right. I want them to not only protect Joe Burrow, but give Joe Burrow another weapon or two to throw to. And they didn't do that in free agency, which to me is a sign. Uh, yep. They know that this is a deeper offensive line class than a wide receiver class for what they're looking for. Duke Tobin's words, not mine, and I'm paraphrasing, but he yeah. kind of admitted that. Mm-hmm. And so – the path to doing both, giving Burrow elite weapons in all three wide receiver spots and in the backfield, because obviously they feel Joe Mixon's elite, mm-hmm. and protecting him, right. it's much easier to do if you take Chase. It's harder to do if you take Sewell. And we rule out Pitts, but mm-hmm. I'll entertain that. If you take Pitts, then you could certainly go that route. It's the same thing as, as Chase, but the difference is, and I think this is probably how the Bengals feel, Chase is going to be this every down X receiver that's going to win downfield consistently and stretch the field, even though he's not known as a burner, right? right? And, and Pitts isn't necessarily that. So right. Chase checks all these boxes, and then you can address offensive line later. That's where I'm at, man. Do both. Protect him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have eight yeah. picks for a reason. And, and to me, Jeff, if they take an offensive lineman in round two or three and four, mm-hmm. yeah, Take two in the first four picks, along with a defensive player in either rounds two or three, depending on how the board falls, and chase right. at five. That's kind of my ideal draft, barring something really unforeseen. And I think it's kind of following best player available throughout the first right. four rounds. Now, I have a question, too, is, is and people forget about this guy that they drafted last year because everybody's like, okay, well, say, say we get uh, Wyatt Davis in the second round and he's a guard. Well, then what do we mm-hmm. do at tackle? Yep. And I'm like, well, one, you could you could re- resign Rather Reef. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. You could do that. The other thing is, you have a guy we drafted last year in Adenajai. I mean, he yeah, it's, it's a small sample size. It depends on how he develops this this coming year. But there's a chance that you could put him at right tackle next year. I, I don't know. How, what do you think about that as far as a, a, an option for not 2021 but 2022? Yeah, he's certainly in the mix. Uh, I don't think the Bengals have given up on him. I don't think they've given up on some of these 
guys that they have on their roster. Uh, you know, it, like I said, Xavier Suofilo slash Quentin Spain. One of those guys will probably start right. at guard. But yeah, Akeem Adeniji, um, and then even um, Johnson. I, you know, I, I think that he's uh, also another guy, Fred Johnson, that could be in the mix under Frank Pollock to potentially contribute. And now, does that mean he's going to start? No, that's not what I'm saying here. But but they haven't forgot about those guys, and I think it's pretty telling. They feel like bringing in Frank Pollock is going to make a difference. Now, you need to get him more talent. He's not going to be able to turn horse bleep into to the, the best <laughs> right. offensive line in the game, right? And right. so that's why you go get Riley Reef, you bring back Quentin Spain, and, and you add it in, in the mid-rounds. And that's the thing. You mentioned, you know, if they take a guard in round two, mm-hmm. that's fine. I yeah. can find, you know, uh, multiple tackles later in this draft. Maybe it's a Brady Christensen out of mm-hmm. BYU. I like uh, Forsyth. The kid, I, I'm forgetting his name. I have it right here. Um, I have a Stone Forsyth. I like yeah. him a lot. He is a tackle. He's mm-hmm. 6'8". Uh, kid, you could probably get around three, maybe round four. So mm-hmm. you're talking pick 69 or pick 111. Right. So they could certainly address tackle later. And, yeah, maybe it's not a starter day one, but it's no. someone that you feel good about developing with Frank Pollock <clears throat> back in town. Well, the thing is right now, the way, the way if you look at the – I've said this. I don't remember who was on the show with me, but I said the way that the offensive line, if we – if Tomorrow was opening day, and and you know we didn't draft uh, Sewell, or, and we didn't just say we didn't draft anybody. We just go with the offensive line we have right now today. It's better than it was opening day last year. Uh, you got Spain in there, who I think people are sleeping on. I think he's a pretty good guard because honestly, my my opinion when Spain and Serfilia both were at guards, that's when our run game got better. If you notice, Piron when he was running most of his runs, I thought were right up the middle, right behind those guys, and Hop. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying they're great, but they were very good guards. And that's the thing, too. People keep saying we have to have a great offensive line. You don't have to have a great offensive line. You have to have guys who all work together and there's no weak spots. As long as you have an offensive line that works together and there's no weak spots, then there's nothing that the the, the defense can really go, okay, okay, Billy Price, we're going after him. You know, because obviously that's what they would do if, if Billy Price is in there. That's the weak spot. Or, mm-hmm. or Michael Jordan. Those guys right now wouldn't be in there. It'd be Reef, your, your right tackle is already better than, than Bobby Hart. Your mm-hmm. guard play is better because you got where well, Sophia started, but you have Spain. So, right there, that's better. So, if you get um, Wyatt Davis, I, like I said, I re- really hope Leatherwood is there because he's a guy that could play both. I think that might mm-hmm. be a stretch if he's going to be, be there in the second round. But if you get him, and then, like I said, add depth in the, the, the third and fourth round. Because that's the one thing the Bengals need to do, too, is you need to get depth in this offense line because somebody's probably going to get hurt. Knowing the Bengals, we see why we can't make it throughout a season without some major injury. So that's third and fourth round could also be depth and for your for your future. So I just like to put out there that I don't think our offense line is as bad as it's perceived to be. As bad as the line that when, that was there with Washington and when Joe Burrow got hurt. I think the line we have right now today is better than that one, that one was. No doubt. No doubt. It is. It is. And that doesn't mean it's complete. That doesn't mean they no. did enough right. in free agency because I think they mm-hmm. should assign another veteran. But mm-hmm. it is better and it, it can get a lot better. And maybe that is with Shul at five. But even if they don't go that route, it can get better. And that's the thing I wrote multiple times over the past couple of weeks at allbangles.com. I don't want people to be afraid of Joe getting hurt again. And that's why you take someone where you take them. Like, to me, there are a lot of guys in this draft that can end up blocking and keep Joe Burrow upright. 
doesn't mean I'm taking the franchise quarterback for granted. It's just trying right. to do both and right. trying to accomplish multiple things in one draft. And I think you can do that. Pressure's on a little bit more. I would have yeah. probably signed a receiver and a, another veteran right. offensive lineman, right. to be honest. Right. So you're not banking on all these youngsters making an impact. But we are where we are right now uh, while we cover this team and look at what they need. And so to me, I agree with you. The offensive line's better but they can make multiple additions. Heck, I'll throw some names out there. Landon Dickerson, I know he's got some health issues um, and we don't know the medicals and we're not sure, but man, first off, he's a first round talent. And mm -hmm. so maybe you consider him at 38, maybe he falls all the way to 69. That's a guy I'm certainly interested in. Creed Humphrey at 38, maybe that's a little too rich. Maybe they trade down. The Bengals are known for that. I like him too, because you mentioned Billy Price at center. Who knows if Trey Hopkins is going to be ready you bring in one of those guys that right. could play guard and or center if you need them to. So that's uh, that's a good spot to be in. So there are guys in this draft that can help them. And I think they feel that way. I think they realize we can add probably two to three offensive linemen with our eight picks mm -hmm. and feel much, much better mm -hmm. about the direction of this offense moving forward while still, by the way, taking chase with that fifth pick. Exactly. Now, I'll give that, you were just saying that, you know, uh, if you think they should uh, sign more a wide receiver offensive lineman because you know Zach Taylor's in his last year of his contract. Now that brings you to this question that Allen had here in the chat. How much mm -hmm. say do you think Zach truly has in what happens with this draft? I'll, I'll let you go first. What do you think? Yeah, plenty. Plenty he does. Absolutely. I think uh, much like Lou Anarumo, look at it this way. Lou Anarumo had plenty of say over free agency right. and not like – Hey, go sign this guy for X amount of dollars. But right. these are the guys that meet my vision. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, the, if we go get this guy, this is going to help me do my job better. And, right. and I think it's the same thing for Zach. The Bengals are going to try to give this coaching staff the opportunity to succeed. That being said, the seat's warm oh, and, yeah. and not even warm. It's hot. It's hot. And yeah. so that's why they got to get it right in this draft. Mm -hmm. They have to, have to, have to, and, and not just at five. Really, last year was kind of the blueprint, but I think they need to do it even a little better where you're getting impact players that are making a ton of a difference right away mm -hmm. at five, at 38, and then in round three. And I'm not being mean to Logan Wilson. I know he contributed last year, but but that, that 69th pick, mm -hmm. that might be the edge rusher that's right. playing big time and getting big time snaps. Or you're getting an edge rusher at 38, and that 69th pick is that starting guard. So that's uh, – it's really a, a tough, tough spot to, to be in because the first three picks, you really got to hit them here to fill those big weaknesses. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, the uh, the Bengals are actually really good at hitting uh, guys, defensive guys, later in the rounds. I mean, Carlos Stonelap, uh, Giovanni Bernard, you know, all of that. Anyway, it is 5.56. You said you had to get out of here by 5.50. I, I missed my time. So I You're will good. let you roll, brother. I know you got your own uh, – podcast tonight you and jake are gonna be on there so if you guys well ever listen to locked on uh Bengals podcast check out james and jake they're awesome awesome man appreciate you having me enjoy the draft and i'm sure we'll talk soon yes sir all right brother see ya see Good day. yeah i got talking we got talking to the draft like oh crap it's already <laughs> six i gotta i gotta let him go ah so we're all fresh i i i wanted to get your question up you guys are blowing it up i appreciate it. i could not get everybody up there but he said the Bengals need to draft two wide receivers, not just Chase and Pitts. Ah, I, I don't. If you get Chase and you got Higgins and you got Boyd, you still got Tate and you got Thomas. I mean, 
Tate and Thomas were pretty good with Joe Burrow last year. So I don't, I mean, I'm never going to say you can't have enough depth. Never. So, I mean, I would say uh, that's an option, uh, but I don't see them doing that in this draft. I see, like I said, my personal opinion, I think it's going to be Chase and then it's going to be an offensive lineman in the second round. I really, really hope it's Leatherwood because Leatherwood, we can play him at guard and kick him out the tackle. That would be awesome. So, anyway, let me get to some of your – let's see your Royal Flush. You got – oh, Pollock. Alan says, Pollock is good at what he does. Yes, I think Pollock is going to be a very good addition to this offensive line because Turner last year was terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I have no idea why he kept his job for two years, to be honest. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Royal Flush. The Bengals drafted team captains and all-conference players in 2020. Repeat the process. I agree with you. That was, I think, very good. It goes to kind of what um, Zach said in his press conference, talking about do you think um, that the relationship with Chase and Burrow, is you guys are you guys taking that in consideration? Kind of got asked it twice. The first time he said no. He said, character and what you bring on the field and what you bring into the locker room is more important, which I like that because to me, that is more important. You have to be a good teammate and a good person to get the continuity with the team. But then he came back and they asked him again. And he goes, Yeah, it's very intriguing because of what they did at LSU, you know, of, of, of how LSU players are plug and play players in the NFL. So that's intriguing to him. And when he said that, that's when I think, dude, we're taking Chase. Now that is if Atlanta sneaks up and takes Chase out from under us, which I really don't think they're going to. I personally, and I want to ask James this, but he, he could be on for too long. Um, I personally wanted uh, or think that Atlanta is going to draft a quarterback. I really do. I think every player in front of the – every pick in front of the Bengals is going to be quarterback. Because right now every pick except for Atlanta we know is going to be a quarterback. I really do think Atlanta's going to take a quarterback. Maybe I'm wrong. If not, I think they're going to take Pitts. But with them coming out saying that they're thinking about trading Julio Jones, to me, that doesn't sound like they're trying to win now. So that's another reason why I think they're going to take a quarterback. But we'll see. All right, let's see here. Uh, Jennifer, what do you got? Really wish people would quit saying Joe is going to get hurt again. It's football. People get hurt. It is the chance players take whenever they step into the field. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people kept saying that about, you know, Carson Palmer, and Palmer didn't hurt his knee. Well, he hurt his knee in Arizona, but not here again. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. All right, Nick. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking another wide out in sixth or seventh round. Possibly they could. I mean, I honestly, I would rather them – I would rather them get more offensive linemen in the sixth, seventh round, maybe if there's if they haven't addressed the edge yet, I like them to do that. Uh, just because we are so lacking at the offensive line, which I know this is going to contradict what I'm saying about drafting Chase, but it's not even, it's just the depth that we have there. And I really think we need to try to get a star, at least a starting guard, hopefully a starting guard who could switch to tackle next year. Um, and we need depth. We need guys behind them. To, to come in and, and play and not miss a beat. Good football teams have that. So that's that's where I think we are at. 
or that's what I think I want them to do. All right, Nick, team chasing love the word for sure. Yes. Also wouldn't mind if they took Landon Dickerson. Yep. In the second round. I agree. Yes. If, if Leatherwood is not there, Landon Dickerson is a good choice. They say he can play guard and center. And hopefully we don't have to worry about center. Uh, I, from everything I'm seeing from Trey Hopkins, it looks like he's going to be okay. Um, obviously, nobody's going to come out and say, yes, he's going to be ready opening day, just like they're not going to say Joe Burrow is going to be ready opening day. I mean, Joe says he's going to be ready. And Duke Tobin said, if Joe says it, then I agree with him. Not, and he didn't, he's just agreeing with Joe, not saying that he thinks it's going to be that way. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a fun draft. I can't wait because it's really actually, it's going to be kind of a, for the Bengals fans, it's going to be kind of boring until you get to Atlanta's pick and see what they do. Because I mean, for them, the draft really starts there. You know, honestly, who are you going to take? Are they going to take Pitts? Are they going to take Chase? Are they going to take Sewell? Who are they going to take? Um, or are they going to take a quarterback? So that's where I think it's going to the, the draft for Bengals is going to get really interesting. Now, if they take Sewell to help out uh, Matty Ice, then it's a no-brainer. We're taking Chase. And I know uh, Slater would still be there, and there's somebody in the chat that said that he thinks um, Slater is better than Sewell, which that's another reason why I'm not like, oh, we got to get you know Sewell. There's been drafts gurus that say Slater's better. So either way, th those guys are going to be very good tackles in the NFL. Which one goes first? I have no idea, but I think it's going to be Sewell. But that's that's the thing. It's like once we get to Atlanta, that's when it gets interesting for the Bengals to see what we got. All right, Royal Flush, what do you got? My personal opinion, it doesn't make sense for Atlanta to take the fourth best quarterback in the fourth spot in the draft. I just got a sneaky feeling someone would jump up, jump the Bengals and take Chase. See, I'm not really worried about that because everybody's take everybody in front of them except Atlanta is taking quarterback unless unless they trade with Atlanta and Atlanta. I mean, it could happen. I mean, I'm not saying it won't. It, it, they could if that's what you're talking about. They could trade with Atlanta and they could take Chase from us. That could happen. And if it does, then you take Sewell. You know, that's that's just the way where I'm at. I mean, I don't because I'm not in to trading up. Because I don't want to give anything up. We need we need all the draft picks we can get. I would be more into not not trading down out of five, but trading down if you get the second round, trading down, get more more second round picks. I don't really want to trade down and get a third round pick. But that is a possibility. That's what I said. The draft for the Bengals is they got to pay attention to what Atlanta's going to do. They got to know what, what Atlanta's going to do. But the thing is, if a team that jumps up in front of them, I don't think the Bengals are going to try to move up one spot. I don't think they're going to give up a ton to try to move up to one spot because, like they said, they're going to get a impact player at that spot, whoever they draft. So, and you know, who knows? Maybe they jump up they take Chase. Maybe the Bengals take Pitts, which Malik Wright, the right reporter, said he, they're not taking Pitts at all. So you can take that for what that's worth. Uh, rabbit. What up, Ice? We're almost there. Yes, sir. We are almost there. We are getting there. I cannot wait. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going live Thursday night, but there's a lot of guys going live Thursday night. So I don't know. We'll see how many people 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 watch me. I know Jim's going live. I think Zim and Ace are going live. Then if I go live, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. 
<laughs> I might go live. I might not. I don't know. All right, Nick. I think you'd let Hopkins stay at center this year. Typically, rookie centers don't get don't perform well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Trey Hopkins. I'm not moving him out of center for for no no reason. So yeah, I'm gonna have a beer. <laughs> Drink one for me. <laughs> uh. All right. Atlanta has to worry about quarterbacks. Atlanta has three years to worry about quarterback. Uh, do they? I mean, you think Matty Ice can be around that long? I don't know. I mean, Green Bay drafted a quarterback, and they got Aaron Rodgers, so it's you know it's a possibility. I'm saying. All right, let's see here. Uh, if Atlanta takes Chase, we take Pitts. I, dude, from everything, I have not heard anything that the Bengals are going to take Pitts. Like I said, Malik Wright from the Wright Report has just about guaranteed that they are not taking Pitts. And he was right about all the free agents that the Bengals signed. So I'm going with my boy Malik. So I don't think the Bengals are taking Pitts. If Chase is gone and Sewell's there, I think they're taking, taking Sewell. Let's see here. You just can't pass up Chase. He is that elite impact player that is a game ready and makes a difference. He is that guy Taylor was talking about today. Yeah, I, I think so too, Jen. I mean, I, I really do. That's why they got to keep – that's why they're trying not to say we want Chase. <laughs> they don't want to let Atlanta know they want Chase. And I go, well, we're going to take Chase. You know, what are you going to give us for him? What are you going to give us for that draft pick? So – this is where the smoke and mirrors all come up. You know, you got to say stuff and and, and not really got to answer all these questions, but not really answer them. So nobody really knows what you're doing. So, like I said, the draft for the Bengals starts at four with Atlanta. All right. What do you think our season record will be with Chase and then with Sewell? Ha. Ah, that is an interesting question there, Rabbit. Um, honestly, I think I don't, I'm not gonna give you numbers, but I think we'd have a better chase. Put it this way Chase will make a bigger impact right away than Sewell will because, like I said, you can spread them out. And if you're spreading them out and getting the ball out fast before the, the uh, pass rush even gets there. And you are opening the top of the up of the defense, it's gonna make a huge impact. Now, because the Bengals are not, yes, we have Joe Mixon, but we if you looked at Zach Taylor's offense, we are not a grinded out football team. Yes, we all believe, I believe too, that Zach needs to run the ball a little more than he does. But a lot of that problem was Mixon was making his first cuts in the backfield. Now, if you've got your up front set and your your right tackle set, and you got your offensive line working as one cohesive unit better than he did last year. Cause I mean, they were pulling guys in and out every game. I mean, I almost every game last year, the offense line, it didn't say the same five guys. They were moving guys in and out. So if you can at least, if the Bengals can have the same five guys ever all 17 weeks this year, that would be awesome. <laughs> that means they did something right. So if they could do that and you got chase opening the top and you got Boyd coming underneath and Higgins going across, I, I think, I just put the impact that Chase can make is going to be bigger than what Sewell can. And there's nothing against Sewell at all. It's just, it's just the way football is. And like I said, if they take Sewell, I'm not going to be upset because we're going to get a good, a good player. So, all right, let's see here. 
couple more, and then I got to roll on out of here. My daughter's got a choir concert that I need to get to, so I don't want to be late. Um, Royal Frush, I need, I need people not to forget. We only had 17 sacks last year. Trey Henderson is a nice addition, but both sides of the trenches need attention. I I agree with you. Yes, that's that's what we're talking about with James. We got to get the edge rushers, and hopefully we can find those guys because the Bengals are actually really good at finding these guys. Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlop, these guys are all later round uh, picks. And But the problem is this isn't a deep uh, draft for edge rushers. There are guys there, but hopefully the Bengals can can maneuver the draft so they can get the guys that they want. And if they don't, then you got to go out and sign to me another edge because we got to get pressure on that quarterback. I mean, we got to keep the pressure off ours and we got to get the pressure on theirs. Uh, all right, let's see here. Ronnie says, No way Atlanta takes chase. Hey, I hope you're right, dude. Um, Nick, if Atlanta. Cuts Matt Ryan next year. There is a forty million in dead cap. Most teams wouldn't want to eat that. Yeah, I mean, you got a point, but next year there's not that many quarterbacks. So that's why I keep saying they might. I'm not saying they're going to. I keep saying say they might. So maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. I will. I'll put it this way: I wasn't wrong when I still remember this. The the the. Week after we beat, I think the Squealers, people are like, oh, well, or no, the Jets, the Jets uh, won. They won, and we went, oh, there goes Sewell. We're not going to be able to get him. I'm like, why wouldn't we get Sewell? All the Jets are going to take him. Why would the Jets take Sewell? I'm like, they want a quarterback. I'm like, uh, and that's where I'm at. Kind of like, NFL teams want quarterbacks. They want nice young quarterbacks. So I understand what you're saying, Nick, but I, it, it could happen. You never know. We'll see. Doggy, you're like doing a countdown before the show started. What's up? Best rush rush. Yeah. Best edge rusher is holy crap. Is he uh, is he a, a Georgia Bulldog? I'm assuming he is. All right. Oh, he killed Desmond Ritter. Yeah, dude. The only reason he killed Desmond Ritter was because we had our tackle got knocked out of the game for doing something stupid. Throw a flashback up here. All right. The reason I said draft two wide receivers is because our first round pick have not had a clean bill of health for quite some time. If Chase gets hurt or Chase gets the curse, we're right back to square one at wide receiver. Okay. But you can't, I don't, I understand what you're saying. But I don't think any NFL team is going to base it on, well, every time we draft somebody in the first round, they get hurt. So we got to draft another guy. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Jonah Williams got hurt. Joe Burrow's gotten hurt. Yes. I, I do understand what you're saying, but I can't see any NFL team going that route because of what has happened in the past. And that's the thing where the Bengals are trying to leave the past behind. So that's where I think they're going to move ahead with Chase. At least I hope so. Ronnie. All right. I think they go chase, but what's the answer at tight end? I, I think it's Thaddeus Boss and, and Uzama. I don't think what we have is going to be a long-term deal. Will Thaddeus Moss make a way for himself? What do you think? Yeah, I honestly, dude, I, I've, okay. Last year, I wanted the Bengals to draft Thaddeus Moss. 
And then after he went undrafted, I wanted them to sign him. And they finally signed him this year. Now, I know he didn't do very good his first year in the NFL, but from what I've read, he's had, I think, both his feet operated on. I, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. So if he can come anywhere anywhere close to what he did at LSU with Joe Burrow, it's going to be really good. I'm not, And like I said, if you got him, you got Uzama, Uzama, who is coming off an Achilles injury. But before he got hurt, Joe and Uzama were hooking up really well, and Burrow can make guys better. So I just – I think they're going to try it and see what happens. You know, I mean, they're not losing anything at all on signing Thaddeus Moss. There's there's no – there's 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 no uh, uh there's nothing they're losing. It's just it's a, it's a very smart thing that the Bengals are doing to give him a chance. Because if you can get him what he did at LSU, it's gonna be good. Gonna be really really good. All right, it's six fourteen. Like I said, I'm gonna cut the show short. I'm sorry, but my Princess Ice is having a concert today, so I really need to get going and make sure I don't miss that because. Uh, she would not be happy if daddy's not there. So anyway, I want to get to the Facebook groups that I, or that let me live stream. Oh, real quick before you guys leave. Tomorrow, uh, Joe Goodberry is going to be on the show. It's confirmed. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. Again, we talk, I'm purpose we talk talking Bengals draft all week, just to let you know. Um, we all know what's going on with the Reds. They lost seven in a row. They went from first base to last. They're playing the Dodgers tonight. It's really depressing to talk about them right now. So I'm going to talk about something fun, and that's the draft, and that's this week. So anyway, uh, Facebook groups that let, let me live stream. Make sure you guys join these groups if you haven't yet. Houday Nation, a great Bengals group. Jen is in there. She is the queen of Houday Nation. She's always on the chat. She's doing great. She does great posts for me about my show and everything. She's awesome. I just – she's awesome. Go check out Houday Nation. Since I read, riding third, heading for home. Bearcat Country, Ohio State Bucknuts, and then my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I have 1,014, or excuse me, 1,114 followers on Facebook. Twitter, I'm a little behind. I only have 419, but let's try to boost that up. You can follow me at Jeff A. Trunapol on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, Sports Strawberry Ice. TikTok, Sports Strawberry Ice. Check out the podcast later on tonight. Like I said, I'll be pulling the sound off of this. So if you missed any of the interview with James Rapine and you don't have time to sit down and watch it, you can listen to it while you're at work tomorrow or later on tonight. Uh, be on Beanpod, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your, your uh, podcast. Make sure you like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Download it. Tell your friends about it. Like I said, the YouTube channel is blowing up. It's, I'm at 1,030 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's get to 2,000. And other than that, that is my friend, Jeremy, not known as Dimebag Dean, would say, remember one thing and one thing only, that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day and it's draft week, baby. That's just sports, baby. See ya!